a song that sounds something like this, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Wing night. I'm feeling alright. I think it's a Christmas song. Uh, what I'm thinking of is not. I don't know what it does either. Last year, you were breaking my balls. That is the tune you're singing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sang something on the podcast that I put up today, and now it's left me, but it was a song about the shelter. Was it Lizzo? No. <laughs> I don't know any Lizzo no, songs. No, you were like, it was to the beat of an actual song, but you were changing the lyrics, and you're like, we got cats and dogs. And... <laughs> we got cats. We got dogs. Shoot. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> yeah, that was not the one. Wow, we are so loud, is it? It's where it normally is. Really? I yeah. feel like we're... Oh, it. I didn't turn the dryer off. Okay, you want to restart? Nah, it'll gonna, kick off here in a first, bit. This will kick on here in a little bit. we get some energy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch, back in the gym, week... Six, because I'm behind. Week six, looking good on your behind. <laughs> Kristen Bloom. Love you. Love you. Yeah, I uh, partied a little hardy for my birthday and got behind. So, <laughs> final day of week six is carrying over into week seven. Hell but yeah! I only have to work out four days a week, so I can catch up. All is not lost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. And I wanted to bring like a positive uh, vibe, as positive as possible, because this is our last podcast that we are recording before the 2020 election. Oh, uh, by the time this episode airs, I'm sure that the the riots have ended. Um, sure, everybody's thrilled with whoever won. Why COVID's a, a thing of the past. Why you gotta put that pressure on me? I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, I'm selfish. I was thinking about my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting here going, "How can we not address it?" So let's address it up front. Shit, shit's weird right this second at this recording. Shit's probably a lot weirder when you guys are hearing this. Brett's and voted for the first time ever. Though. I voted for the first time ever. I voted for guns and weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told Brett he was not allowed to not vote because uh, weed was on the ballot for Montana. Yeah. And it has to happen. There's no reason for a weed to be illegal here. Stare at the mountains. You already feel kind of high. If you're high staring at the mountains, the mountains are even cooler than they are when you're not stoned. Those are the results the Bloom household are waiting on. Yeah, that's all I care about. Don't touch my guns and let me have weed. Weed gets legalized. So what are your thoughts on immigration? Don't give a shit. Weed and guns. <laughs> I think if it enough weed, enough guns, you'll stop being pissed off about all the other issues. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it hadn't been, um, I guess I, I figured out how we got mail-in ballots. So um, I did not know because I don't know if you can do it in Tennessee while we're on the topic of politics. This is the first time I've ever voted, so yeah, um, it doesn't. And I, I didn't want to. It was just because of the weed and guns. <laughs> well, I didn't know. You could request an absentee ballot if you were in, like, mm-hmm. the state or the city or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was just for, like, soldiers. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, or, like, people that were, like, yeah, for whatever like reason mom. for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I did not know that you could request an absentee ballot, but apparently, at least in Montana, you can, because there are people that I work with that vote absentee every year, even though they're here. Yeah. Um, just because, like, with work and their home life, it's and just easier. around yeah. November. <laughs> um. I don't think you could in Tennessee, and maybe that's why I thought it wasn't mm-hmm. a thing you could do. I think in Tennessee, if you were there, you had to go in person to vote. Um, 
but apparently because of the pandemic, they allowed certain districts to vote whether or not they just wanted to do all mail-in, and I guess our district was one of them. So that's how Brett and I ended up getting mail-in ballots. And I have got to say, it was the most painless voting experience I've ever had in my life. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to always do it this way. (laughs) It was the most painful voting experience I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) All you had to do was fill out the circles. You didn't even drop it off. I know, but it was the first time I ever voted, so it was more stressful than all the other times when I didn't vote. Real voting is such a pain in the ass. That's like, why I never did it. They're like, you have to go there, stand in line, and fill yeah, out paperwork. Like, and I'm like, yeah. that's all the things I don't like. <laughs> I don't care about the country enough to do that. <laughs> Granted, I'm only 32, so I've not voted that many times. But every time I've ever voted, it's like, yeah, you're in line for like a solid hour. Yeah. And <laughs> no, you should be able to do it on your cell phone. And uh, it's ridiculous that it isn't done that way. I, I could see, I guess. You can tamper with the mail much easier than you can tamper with an app. Yeah, I could see to some extent, I guess, why they wouldn't want to do it strictly electronically, because I guess, you know, they could have issues with people voting that aren't the actual person or whatever, but I mean, they could have... They could have some kind of thing where when the app opens, there's a camera that's mm-hmm. like recording you too, so it can see It's already doing, doing that. It. It's already yeah. recording you. It watches you masturbate. <laughs> if you're a phone masturbator. <laughs> I've got a camera on my laptop too, so either way. Then I say see my dick a time or two. They're checking to see if you're naughty or nice. Yep. We're checking out. <laughs> yeah. How's it feel to officially Does he jerk off like a communist? <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel to vote in your first election? Um, insignificant. <laughs> it felt like all the times that I didn't vote except I had to do paperwork this time. You're going to have the election day off, so... Um, you're going to have to Stockpiling on guns and you're weed. You're going to have to like, text me how it's going, because I'll be at work. Yeah. If you just hear 911, it means there's an armed revolt in the street. And I'll just pack up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but the, the version of us a week from now is probably going to be scared. Well, they won't have, they won't have the results in, like, During For another, like, two years, yeah. it's all going in through courts. They're going to say that, it, you know, it, 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 it's a problem. <laughs> I am nervous. I, I'm nervous no matter which way it goes. After the election, things are going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, shit's weird right now. It's going to get weirder. <laughs> when the Bush-Gore thing was going on, the country wasn't tearing itself apart. <laughs> yeah. I think this, it, yeah. Was, it was like the 90s. <laughs> I think this is the first People were just skateboarding, smoking pot, and going, man, I don't know what's going on in Afghanistan, but it hadn't come back to bite us in the ass yet. I think this is the first election <laughs> I voted in where, like tensions were so high like i know people were like fairly pissed off at the end of obama's uh eight years but i don't feel like it's ever really been this bad like it's very very right wing and left wing Mm -hmm. and um yeah thank um, you for giving us the bumps there so that you can (laughs) extenuate for whatever your point (laughs) to the right and to the left (laughs) law and order (laughs) based on real cases of COVID-19 yeah shit's gonna be weird though I don't I don't know what to do do a positive episode, like I said before we went off on this weird tangent about how fucked up shit is right now. Because it's not an issue but, for the listeners. The world has fixed itself. There is no more war. 
But on a positive, proud of us note, um, we've addressed this before. Brett and I do not have the same political ideologies. Yes. Uh, Brett's a libertarian and I mm-hmm. am a liberal. And uh, Brett and I have at no point I disagreed. feel like everybody's just wasted their vote. <laughs> <laughs> Brett and I have no point disagreed over the election. No, we've had... We know how to be civil, so yes. grow the fuck up. We had all there. of our political arguments very early on. And they normally <laughs> ended with, you don't like politics. <laughs> yeah, but I have opinions. Yeah, <laughs> they're inconsistent, and that's why they I'm a libertarian. Not. They are not. <laughs> I have specific opinions, but anyways. You want to talk about them? You no. want to get into a political no, argument in the middle of our film? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> the I don't. Film and I don't. Literature I, podcast. I have a personal. It doesn't um, matter anymore. It's over. We voted. We canceled each other out. No, we voted the same on some stuff. Oh, I meant like on the federal level. Oh, yeah. We canceled each other. Our votes don't matter. <laughs> this household is neutral. <laughs> we voted the same on some stuff. Um, no, my policy on life in general is I don't publicly talk about religion or politics. <laughs> Those are not things Kristen discusses with yeah. other people. Well, there things- I just go circle my little circle in the ballot and walk away. Yeah, just get done. <laughs> Weed guns. That's all I care about. I don't know who the governor is. I hope. I, I went first person, second person, first person, second person on almost all the Did other shows. Really? I don't know who they are. I don't, I've never heard their policies. I don't know who the fuck Bullock is. I know he runs this city. I don't know if he's in charge of the state. I have no fucking idea who that guy is. He's I don't the, know what his job he's does. He's the governor, but he's running for Senate, I believe. Yeah. So he's not going to be the governor. I know anymore. the radio's mad at him. <laughs> like when I'm on the country station, the radio's really mad at Bullock. <laughs> or no, the, yeah. And then when I'm on the pop station, they're really mad at the other guy. I have no idea who the other guy is. <laughs> I don't know what party it is. But that, yeah, so I just went bop, 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 weed, yes. Guns, it said yes. on the ballot who was which party. Because yeah, you remember, but you I'm were not like, a part oh, libertarian. Yeah, because I voted for the libertarian small person. You know, it was like the wanted to be the mayor or some shit. I was like, yeah, libertarianism, yay. But when it came down to republic, to me, don't give a fuck. I think you're both wrong. <laughs> Yeah, Republicans and Democrats, I think there should be no government, a lot of guns, and weed. Well, hopefully you'll get part of it at least. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Leave me alone. All I want is for my phone to stop buzzing. And the version of me that exists at the time that this comes out, that, that my phone stopped buzzing. I did not expect you to get this heated. You're getting, you amped. You're getting porn text you messages at this point. I am. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Okay, so, like, it's been an insanely obnoxious amount of political text. And yeah. it's not for any one party. Like, somebody just, like, straight up bought up everybody's phone numbers and you just get all of the political messages. <laughs> I get, like, especially on the weekend, like, five or six a day sometimes. Because yeah. they all just, like, wait till the weekend. And phone calls. People. I don't even answer my phone anymore. Yeah. And I get, like, constant messages or uh, phone calls where my phone will automatically silence it and it'll say maybe junk. Yeah. So, like, I guess. Says possibly spam. Yeah. I guess with, like, because I just recently updated the software on my phone. I guess with, like, the most recent software update, it automatically silences the junk calls. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't ring at all. It'll just pop up and say you're getting the spam call. And then it'll say it silenced it <laughs> for me. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But I've been getting a ton of those. And then most recently, yeah, I've been getting texts from email addresses with links to porn websites. So I've gotten a single mom's <laughs> one, one for Slut Melissa. Oh, and uh, Slut Melissa yeah. within five miles of and your then... location, which is DTF. <laughs> and then... No conversation. She's just ready for the 
vagina. <laughs> the other one just had a very sketchy link. It didn't like have anything yeah. specific. But yeah, if you're a single mom or you're into slutty chicks named Melissa, <laughs> I've got the link for you. Hit me up. Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you. I'll hook you up with all the girls who are apparently just ready to fuck in my local area. That's a weird fetish. Single moms. Like, you're somehow turned on by the fact that she's already got a kid. Yeah. That's weird. Maybe maybe you're just really into quiet sex. <laughs> you're just terrified the door's going to open at any given time and you got to make breakfast for three in the morning going, I did not fuck your mother. <laughs> just a weirdly specific fetish. Like, I know some people are into pregnant people, but like... Yeah. I don't get what about the fact that there's an existing kid makes yeah. the situation hotter. It just turns me on to have a child in the next room. Ruining the moment. <laughs> I do I do appreciate the term MILF, though, just because it's funny. I was going to ask you what you thought the difference was between MILF and single mom porn. Are they technically the same thing? I don't know. Because technically a MILF could be married. It's just a mom you want to fuck. <laughs> the scholarly conversations the, the, of mistakes the, were made. The, the, the moof, the, the M I W F, woman I wanna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like that mew over there. <laughs> the mom I wanna fuck. How are we falling apart this early? End? What's I happening? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> What's happening? Pre-workout and beer, baby. That's all it is. I said positive episode. I didn't say it was going to be predictable. The world's fucking falling apart. <laughs> but again, don't We've worry. been bombed by Syria. This just in. We've we been taken over by the Ethiopians. They have come over here in jet boats. <laughs> but don't worry if you're sad about the election results. I have a single mom for you. <laughs> Technically, I have a single mother. So I, oh, depending no. on your age range and... Um, Age rage. Age. <laughs> but depending on your age and your level of rage, my mom might be DTF. I don't know. I'm not asking. Oh, Sweet scary. lady. I will make no comments on your mother. I'm not trying to get in trouble. She's a nice woman. She's I like your mom a lot. That's why I'm not talking about what her her personal life is like. I don't know her personal life. <laughs> But she is a single mother. You brought up so single you, mother porn. So you went to the bookstore while I was at the Yeah, gym. I went to the bookstore today. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> I bought a book about screenwriting. <laughs> what made you want to buy it? You said... Oh, I was watching videos trying to come up desperately with notes for today's show. But <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, the election's two days away. Good luck finding anything. Um, but NaNoWriMo started today. Uh, explain that for anyone who's new. Uh, National Novel Writing Month. So... You got 30 days, and the idea is that you write every day to wind up with a 50,000-word um, document at the end that would be your rough draft for your novel. It's kind of the idea. I'm not participating this year. I think I might edit all November, uh, but today's day one, and I didn't do that, so I'm off to a trippy start. <laughs> <clears throat> you did do it last year, though. Yeah. How'd you feel about it last year? I love it. I've done it you know, a couple of times now. Um, it, it gets you back into the discipline of it. But I was looking for stuff on all my regular websites and I couldn't find anything that wasn't the country's falling apart or NaNoWriMo. <laughs> yeah, it milfs may, around 2 o'clock, you know. 
can only read so many articles about you can be a better writer before you just got to crank one out on your kitchen table. That's why your elbow's sticky. <laughs> but fucking, not butt fucking. Um, not butt fucking milk. You can't go butt fucking milk. <laughs> But fucking, that's like all I could find was butt fucking. Butt fucking MILFs. And shitty advice for new writers. That's all I had. So, anyway, I come across this YouTube video that is not butt fucking MILFs. You cannot put butt fucking MILFs up on YouTube for some strange reason. You can put ISIS decapitation videos, but you can't watch a mother get fucked in the butt. They have a separate site for that. That's your porn. (laughs) Now we know Kristen's go to. Um. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of much more extreme. Never mind. And um, so I was on YouTube and I uh, found this guy who does like many lectures based on films. And I found that he had a bunch of films that I liked. I wish I'd written his name down. But um, wait, you're screwing this up already. What's I know. You? Get your shit together. But there was so much information I couldn't come up with notes. I forgot mm-hmm. why I started talking about this. The book. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he kept bringing up this one book that is not readily available, so I'll let you guys know what it is next week. Um, the Anatomy Christmas. of Storytelling? The Anatomy of Story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that one. He kept bringing it up, and he had this really cool theory about, like, a scene should open with an upside, like, imagine an upside-down triangle. And so your introductory sentence or movement inside of the scene should be vague, you know, like... Um, he used Gone Girl as a example in the scene where he almost breaks and he realizes all the evidence that's been piled against him. And the detective walks into the room all pissed off and goes, did you know she was pregnant? And then the very last thing that happens in that scene is Ben Affleck saying, I'm not talking to you ever again without a lawyer. So the concept is that it starts off broad on one topic for that one scene and then boils it down to the last sentence of the last word said in the scene, last word of the, se- you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but fucking milf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bottom of the triangle is the milf. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Gone Girl actually. It's really fucking good. I love it. I saw it in theaters. I think twice. I don't know why. I, I didn't know twice. Ben Affleck was in it actually. I, I was smoking a lot of pot back then. <laughs> Probably had a gun. <laughs> Smoke a pot. Isn't it gun. similar to Double Jerking Jeopardy? The... She, like, she's not really dead. And Spoiler alert. One, two, three. Uh, yeah, she's not really dead. Yeah, He meets a guy who she accused of rape when she was younger. And he's like, I think this is exactly what she's done now. But he's like the Scott Peterson. Like, I did not kill my wife. I don't know anything about her disappearance. And nobody believes him. And the whole time she's been like raping herself with a wine bottle and fucking destroyed her apartment and made it look like he killed her. Is he actually, like, a bad dude, or is she just crazy? She's batshit. Okay. Because, like, in... 30, or for 75% of the movie, you're like, I think Ben Affleck killed his wife. There's no fucking way. Then they do the big plot twist reveal where it's like, no. um, And then she comes back and does some other bullshit that makes him look like an abusive husband. It's really cool. (laughs) I knew the ending. I've never seen it, but I knew the ending because we talked about it on a different episode where I was talking about Double Jeopardy. But in Double Jeopardy, her husband fakes a crime scene to make it look like she killed him. Yeah. She goes to jail, serves her time, gets out of jail, finds out he's alive, and Mm -hmm. then sets out to actually kill him. Yeah, because she can't get charged twice. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, for her it was a, a little bit more vindictive and not, oh, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, she has him take out like a $1.2 million life insurance policy. Takes off, the policy hits, she jacks the bank account. So it, it's money motivated mm. initially, and then I think they put it together, and then she comes out and goes, I only did that because he's been beating me and raping me. And then, like, to make her point clear, she, like, busts the head off a wine bottle and fucks herself with it and it creates, in, you know, incisions in her vagina. That's why you butt-fuck milfs with wine bottles. I feel like they'd be able to tell, though, forensically, that a dick did definitely not I can't remember that. exactly what happened. I just remember being so scarred by the wine bottle fuck scene. It's <laughs> pretty morbid. I don't, I don't remember why he fixes death in double jeopardy. I can't remember if it's money... I think it is money. I it's feel like most of those money. movies, yeah, are money motivated. Yeah. But uh, I, I caught... I could easily pretend kill myself for $1.2 million. <laughs> I don't know how I would get the well, money. Don't sabotage me, though. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I'd sabotage somebody I didn't like. <laughs> and then we could both just run away with the money. Yeah, and then it's like, but how do I get the one point two? after i'm dead so we'll take out the well you won't really be dead. i know but i also would it'd be really weird if i walked into the bank but no we'll, we'll take out <laughs> i'm here to get my life insurance policy we'll i'm out, dead no we're married <laughs> so we'll take out a le- spoiler alert this isn't allegedly allegedly brett and i are not really i don't think this. spoiler alert's gonna hold up in court life. <laughs> <laughs> the judge, the judge is gonna, you can't use that. It was inadmissible. She said spoiler alert. These are hypotheticals and not real plans Brett and I are making. Um, no, we're married, so we'll take out a life insurance Well, now if we both accidentally you. drive off a fucking mountain in the winter, everybody here is going to be... That's perfect. Everybody's going to be like, are Brett and Kristen really alive? Living in a cabin in Idaho with $1.2 million? Just be a legend about us, even though we're really yeah. actually dead. Who's the strange couple with the helicopter? <laughs> Because that's yeah, the so first no. thing I'm, I'm not buying a house. Helicopter. I would rather I live in a helicopter and live in the back so of the car. So we'll take out the insurance policy on you. We're married, so I get it. And mm-hmm. then in my grief, I will abscond to some faraway place yeah. with all the money. Just big sunglasses. Yeah. Sad, crying. Yeah. One of those weird bandanas holding yeah. your hair and back in your convertible. Take up a new lover who looks vaguely like he might be Native American whenever he's dark in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about me or if you just married the Mexican farmer. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to hire a gardener. I'm going to start fucking that guy. (laughs) Brett's going to be running around like a schizophrenic homeless man with no social security number. (laughs) I used to exist. And people would be like, what does that even mean? She was supposed to share the money with me. I promise my widow is a fucking millionaire. (laughs) Grow a beard. I never get any Gillette's. It's actually better than Gone Girl. It's the perfect fucking story. I should be writing this instead of telling it into a microphone. People would think you were schizophrenic for sure, though, if you came yeah. up and said, my widow. My, like... my widow ran away with my million dollar life insurance policy. They're like, no. okay, crackhead. No, you said whatever. And I would fall into a oh. derelism and defeat. You're the worst. I'd be jerking off. Stop. To... <laughs> Butt fucking milk. I've been trying to finish this sentence for like five minutes now. Yeah, no, stop it. Started tricks with truckers. You said when we first moved here that everybody kept saying you looked Native American. Yeah, which is, I think, an insult up here. I don't know what I'm just saying. That's, that's... I did see a schizophrenic Native American guy today when I was buying his beer. He was talking of to his. You did. Yeah, he was talking to his reflection in the door that opened and closed, and I had to be like, "Excuse me, sir," and he was just standing there trying to explain to himself something. 
I've noticed weirdly. I'm a magnet for schizophrenia. Well, that, no, I noticed that a long time ago. <laughs> but no, since I've started going back to the gym, I've noticed weirdly for some reason right outside the doors of Planet Fitness is a very popular hotspot for homeless people to hang out. Yeah, there's an overhang and it's cold. But like, <laughs> I mean, there's no real shelter there. It's a very small overhang. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this is kind of a strange yeah. spot. To... And it's not the kind of clientele you want to rob. No. <laughs> Stand outside of a gym and try to get people for their wallets. Yeah. <laughs> so only the most physically fit people in the area are inside the building. That well, you're I don't ever bring my wallet in with me either, though. So, like, the only thing you're going to get from me is the protein bar that's in my gym bag. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I've, I've noticed that. I'm like, okay, I guess I probably won't work out after dark. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I go, there are, like, random homeless people just hanging out, like, right next to the door. Yeah. It's a bizarre. Uh, they hang out outside the Barnes and Noble, which is right next door oh, as really? well. Yeah, because they've got a little ashtray thing. So, like, they go over there and they smoke cigarettes and stuff. Sense. And I'm like, you're so close to all the answers you need to be outside of your situation. Well, yeah, I, I wonder... almost want to go in, get them a business book, and just come out and be like, can you read this for me? And then a week from now, you won't be homeless no more. <laughs> well, I wondered with the Planet Fitness, but I never, I, I've never seen any of them go inside. They're always just outside. Like I wondered with the Planet Fitness if it's because there are showers. Some like maybe a lot of people do that. Yeah, but you'd have to pay for cars. the membership to go in. Yeah, but it's so. like fifteen dollars and uh, ten a month. Yeah, ten dollars a month. So if you can come up with that consistently, you can shower, you can shower every yeah. day. So yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, maybe it's because yeah, there are hot showers inside. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because I've never experience that in front of like a big business like that like the pawn shop you used to work at you know like that was work... constant but yeah they were more meth addicts than they were homeless people but that's an environment you kind of expect to see that stuff so that's like a first for me like i'm used to like seeing people on like the corners of the streets in nashville mm-hmm. and stuff but not literally right next to a major business like entryway yeah so i was like oh that's a bizarre difference here in montana there's a massive homeless population here in missoula and it's uh transient basically they get bussed from city to city to city and then they just get like picked up here and then bussed to california california buses them up to seattle seattle buses them out to us i don't i really don't know so you never see the same two homeless people the same they're all just new and they're here for like a week and then they all new brand new homeless people (laughs) i really don't know how anyone survives here like in the winter homeless though like i'm very surprised at how large the homeless population is because it's fucking freezing when it's cold here (laughs) they just put an expansion on the on the homeless shelter here in town so i'm hoping that helps yeah but yeah that's terrible i can't even imagine like if it would have been awful yeah. in Tennessee. It gets like negative but... 20 out here sometimes. And it was recently. living in a tent. Yeah. Like in Potomac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like literally negative 20 degrees. We hit, I think, negative one or two the other yeah. day. And that's not something that ever happens Morning in Tennessee. Morning temperature was seven. The fog froze on my windshield and I had to pull over four times on one road to get to work. <laughs> yeah. That day of that Monday, like the day before my birthday, I had off work, thankfully, so I didn't have to deal with it. But we got like drowned in snow and i was like mm-hmm. literally up to my knees in snow trying to unbury my car and like at eight or nine in the morning it was literally only one degree outside i yeah. was like i'm just staying inside today <laughs> i don't think i'm going to work how about fuck that <laughs> yeah the I'm snow from... plows aren't out yet i'm from the south yeah, i was like i'm from tennessee i can't deal with this <laughs> 
Just gonna call. I'm legit probably gonna call out one day and be like, "It's too cold." Yeah, just to <laughs> let you know, these are unlivable conditions. That's what I would describe this as. I would just go. The snowplow hasn't made it out yet. It's like three people drove down the road you live on. Be like, nah, uh no, well, no, not well. I've tried for two weeks in a row to get my oil changed at Walmart, and they keep saying. Uh, no not... guns, no ammunition, and no oil. <laughs> well, the first day was after the snow, so they said they weren't doing oil changes that day because of the snowstorm. Mm. Uh, a couple of their employees couldn't make it in, so apparently it's a legit excuse to call out. Yeah. And then the second oh, if time, I lived they out didn't in Frenchtown, which is like what fifteen minutes from here, but it's on a straight, you know, field road to get out that way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like they're not. They're getting to Frenchtown last. <laughs> if I lived out in Lolo, no fucking way. Well, I know people that live in Lolo that I work with, though. So I don't think they'd let me have that excuse. They'd yeah. be like, your coworker made it, though. Yeah, I can't get my Jeep on the interstate. Like, but I'm from Tennessee, though. I don't have a roof on my car. Yeah, you do. It's you a do. piece of canvas, my love. It's <laughs> not a roof. <laughs> Technically. You get par- you get to park under a structure. Yeah. But if you To hide my license plate, because I refuse to register my vehicle. Again, I'm a libertarian. Fucking guns, no, weed. No, we're gonna register it. I <laughs> it's with a virus, you have to mail it in, and it's a pain in the ass, yeah. and I haven't done it yet. See, now mailing shit in, suddenly a pain in the ass. It is whenever it's a vehicle thing, because they want paperwork from you proving that you own your This vehicle. is a positive episode. <laughs> <laughs> Quit turning on me. Why are you letting me lead it? <laughs> Take over. I'm not a positive person. <laughs> so last night, Kristen and I did steak night. We got hammered and we started the new movie. The first step towards the new short film. How did you feel about it? Because in the podcast that I edited today that went up, my birthday episode, you were like very down on it. Like you said you had just skimmed it and you thought it was sophomoric. I thought, it, yeah, I was bored. You um, were very down on it. Well, I read it out loud yesterday to Kristen, so... I had to read every single sentence-ish. No burps. And so I was like correcting it as I was reading it. So the actual story isn't perfect. But I feel like I could redraft that into a motherfucker of a story. It was never called The Stain. So even if you read The Stain, now you're out there guessing. What's he going to do next? (laughs) But what I found were parts of it didn't suck. You were positive today. You were so into it last night. You were like, I'm the best writer ever. Motherfucker. (laughs) Open the door. I'm me. No, I really liked it. And like, I think the thing that I like about it, it, which a lot of your stories make me feel that way. um, But what I liked about it is like, while you were reading, I, I, we've discussed like my process for, um, Whenever I'm brainstorming at the beginning of a project. Brainstorm. <laughs> and I could like visually. On YouTube. <laughs> I could visually picture like a lot of it. Like there were like little moments where you would say something. And I was like, oh, that would be the shot we would do for that scene. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, I think it's a very. Uh, it's written kind of more like a narrative. So we would have to completely mm-hmm. restructure the way it is. And it breaks so. the fourth wall. So we have to find out a way to do that too, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would have to kind of restructure it to make it work for a movie. But like it, I, I think it's a very visual story in general. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's going to be um, hopefully our, coolest movie to date <laughs> i'm excited about it this is the one that we wanted to get in for the uh, halloween festivals so i don't know when we're going to be dropping this if we're still planning to you know throw it for a festival or not and 
if there's going to be any festivals, if the whole world isn't just going to implode in two days. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing about this one. It may potentially be a while before you guys get to watch it. Um, with the dolls, there's a lot of festivals you can't submit to after you've publicly aired yeah. your film. Um, so with the dolls, uh, we kind of decided after releasing it, we might just try to shoot for some festivals and I only submitted to one because you have to pay to even submit to festivals <laughs> and that's kind of a pay to play ass. yeah um so I sent it to one in Nashville and we didn't get it we got uh, turned down but um after you release it publicly and people have seen it a lot of places won't accept it so we were pretty limited mm-hmm. on our options at that point anyway with this one I really think I, I don't want to toot my own horn before we even shoot it at all I think we can fuck um, this one up. I think I think at the very least, if we don't get an award, we could get nominated for an award. I just want to get into the festival. <laughs> I just want well, to see what that's see, like. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking further. Like I'm like this is going to get accepted somewhere, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't win an award, it'll at least get nominated for one. Um, so, um, the downside to that is if I release it we're boxed out of a lot of festivals automatically and I don't want to throw those opportunities away. So how many, how long do you think we're going to attempt to get it in before we just drop it ourselves and move to the next one? I, I would like to ideally, I don't know that it'll really pan out that way, have it done by Christmas. So that Mm -hmm. way rolling into January, we can kind of see, um, timeline wise what our options are for festivals like what's scheduled for the year yeah um i don't know that a lot happened at the very beginning of the year i think they kind of start rolling out closer to spring if i'm um thinking right but i may see if there's anything kind of at the beginning of the year and maybe by like march or april if uh Mm. um if we've kind of decided we're done pursuing that drop it probably within the first couple of months of the year i anticipate because i just want to be able to move on to well, another one if we can't get that one to roll yeah i anticipate even while we're shopping it around we'll still be working on the next one though so yeah but awards galore <laughs> Kristen's name big fucking screen well you guys will um my name little things oh i know it's not true right next to the dog <laughs> how did this film come to happen because i didn't kill myself because of my best boy <laughs> <laughs> no i i it's, it is possible um whatever the next film is after this one you guys might get to see that one first so you okay might, you might not get to see this one for a good minute yeah um we'll talk about it and anything that we you know can talk about we'll talk about we we can't ruin the story yeah and right now all we have is the literal story and we may even which brett and i haven't discussed this at all so i this is just me kind of throwing ideas out there we may even if brett does rework the story as a story release that so you guys can read it fun and then um you guys can kind of be like oh what's the film like you know that would be interesting yeah if i took that on like while you were filming your your end of things if i did another edition of the story because i can do that it's not published anywhere i can fuck with it and uh i if it's Based on a short story, it's fine if the short story is released. Mm. Uh, that's not what festivals care about. So if the we could even put on based on this story title yeah. by this guy. <laughs> so yeah, um... I feel like Stephen King for my fifteen-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we may 
may kind of look at our options there. So you guys will see it for sure. Um, it may just be a couple of months. So, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. It's like I'm losing your energy. No, like, look, I do. Like, I need I to just, make jokes about porn again because no. I will make porn jokes. No, I'm not losing energy. I'm thinking from a business aspect because I've never. Um, well, you don't need to. You don't need to fuck with business with a businessman, my love. I secured a contract <laughs> this did. week without trying, son. Just <laughs> sat in the room, propped my feet up on the table, and said, "What are you paying me this time?" <laughs> it's not far off the approach. I didn't put my feet on a table. I was a lot more respectful than that. <laughs> <laughs> but my move to secure less than five hundred dollars worked. <laughs> I gotta work on that. Yeah, I, I'm not good at that stuff. But no, I'm trying yeah. to think of it as a business aspect because with all the other films, I've just been like, "Well, it's done. I'm excited. Let's mm-hmm. show people." And like with this one, I'm like. I think we're on to something, though. I think we've got it. So, you guys are just going to have to sit in anticipation for a while. I've been thinking, and I'll tell you about it after the show. been thinking about um, option number four over there, incorporating it into this film. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? You'll yeah. have to tell me about it. It hit, <laughs> me, it hit me last night after a bottle of wine, and I was like, that would be really cool. I'd like... I, I really like the idea of it, so I, I want to use it for something. It's, it's mm-hmm. an offhanded comment Brett and I made on a different episode, so if you feel like digging, good luck. See if you can it out. <laughs> We're miles ahead of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kicked the shit out of negotiation. We're making a new film. We did a drunken um, workshop of it last night. Did you have fun doing that? I thought it was a blast. I did. Um... <laughs> I kind of, I kind of beer liked... burps. I'm sorry, guys. I've got a back brace on, so like, there's only so much space in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got a bummy back. Yeah. Um, no, I actually kind of liked having it read to me because I have read it before, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to hear it like it was like a story somebody was telling me, and I could mm-hmm. just sit and kind of passively think about it while you were reading it instead of like reading it and focusing on the words on the page, I feel like it gave me like a bit more of an opportunity to try to visualize it. So mm-hmm. I may have you do that again later. Oh yeah. Like, read to me, I'll baby. I'll do that again later. <laughs> the funny thing is I did it in Snoop Dogg's voice. So <laughs> I didn't. I was like, the stain said drizzle, dizzle. Oh, you didn't. Fizzle, fizzle. What you doing drip, drip. over there? What you kizzle, kizzle. <laughs> Does it make you feel self-conscious reading your stuff like out loud? It makes a lot of sense to me. I read out loud to Kristen quite a bit. Um, normally off things that I'm reading, you know, in the moment. Like right now I'm reading a biography about Alfred Hitchcock. He let me pick his book. You had, yeah. a, whole, you had a whole stack of books to read and you let me pick which one yeah. you read next. I like to keep five and I like to go fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. So I'm like learning style and I'm learning facts. Style and facts. This one stylistically, not my favorite, but I love Alfred Hitchcock. So like learning his little lessons and seeing them in form has kind of helped me already, even though I'm still like within the first 30 pages, helped me um, think about like what if Hitchcock had written an autobiography or an on-writing type situation. I'm looking for a lot of those. So yeah, I read out loud to you quite a bit. And when I do that, I do it most comfortably with like Cormac McCarthy where like I've I understand his flow and though I still think the story is 
sophomoric on paper, I wrote the story. So like I can kind of scan ahead and go, well, this is what I meant to say. And I can change the words, which is why I say in the editing process, it's really important to read it out loud to yourself, you know, mm -hmm. because you're going to use different words than what's on the page. You just know what the beats of the sentences are. And if you record yourself and transcribe that, then you can put the story in your true voice. You're going to find where you put commas or where you took a breath or where you needed a period or you needed to cut like those three or four intuitively as you're reading it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's actually the first time I'm trying to remember. I think that's the first time you've read out loud one of your works to me. I feel like maybe. Yeah, because I find it to be very ego-driven if I'm going to stand up with my little poetries and be like, <clears throat> excuse me. Snaps is everybody rabbit. listening i'm a genius and then i read the thing no i read them outside or out loud to myself um in the editing but when i wrote the story i'm not the same writer as when i wrote the story so that's what it sounded like when i read it out loud um is what's on the page back then but now i'm older i'm more versed i've written probably a hundred stories since then and uh, I, I've grown, I'm matured. I, it doesn't bother me when you watch stuff I'm working on, like while I'm still sitting there. Um, and maybe that's because a lot of the time you see the like raw footage. Yeah. So like by the time we get to the final, it's like, well, it looks way better than it did a week <laughs> ago. So do you remember when I looked in the <laughs> <laughs> and happy birthday? <laughs> So yeah, a lot of the time you've seen enough of the footage by the time we get to the end, it's like, well, thank God it looks better than it did at yeah. least. Um, yeah, I, I can't stand. What are you throwing stuff on the floor for? <laughs> Cat pissed on the bed this morning. I'll throw whatever <laughs> I want on the floor. Um, yeah, I can't stand like when people watch my stuff in front of me. Even like birthday cards. If I write a message to somebody on a birthday card. It makes card, me really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> they try to read it while you're right there. I'm like, don't fucking read it while I'm here. Yeah. Read it later. <laughs> the writer's rooms, I think, helped because they break you of that. Like four years of sitting in writer's rooms. You're like, oh, every week you have to stand up and read something that you wrote. And it's like, well, this is a story about, you know, my dead father. And I'm going to tell it to 35 strangers and they're going to rip it apart. I hated. <laughs> I hated. Um, it breaks you. It just shatters whatever <laughs> nervousness is there. It's like I compare almost everything to stand up, despite the fact I've only done it like a handful of times. And it's not my chosen career path, but it's like the open mic gets you used to getting heckled by the audience, you know. Kind of in that vein. I hated whenever uh, I was in school having to do the presentations where we'd show our moves in front of, or yeah. our movies in front of the classroom. Like you saw me do a pitch in front of a classroom. I, I had to was, do it too. I know, but I you saw how terribly that went. That was one of the most fucking humbling moments Whoa. of my entire life. Jax. Just standing up there. Here's my really intense fucking well, you made drama a joke. that I did. That's all I do when I get nervous. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say I hated uh, whenever we'd have to do presentations of our movies because we would just watch. I think it'd take, like, usually we'd have two days of reviews we'd be doing. And mm -hmm. so, like, just back to back to back, we'd watch people's movies and discuss them. And you never knew when your name was coming up. Like, my classes, for the most part, people were, like, nicer than they really needed yeah. to be. Like, people wouldn't, like, tell you a lot of the mm -hmm. time the things you should have worked on. But I still hated it. I'd be like, oh, God, like, they're 
watching TV. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and then they're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's like what Anne Lamont says in Bird by Bird, where she's like, you've got the sword of truth. You can either use it to hack or point. You know, (laughs) a lot of people like to point, you know, nobody ever hacks, you know, and when they do, it really sucks. You learn things. I never, I I don't personally feel like anyway. I think occasionally you need to get crushed, you know, like this is dog shit. Like there were a handful of stories when we were in that class together where it was like, what the fuck are you even doing right now? You know, (laughs) why are you here? Why are we in the same room? Like you're not on my level and I'm not on that guy's level. You know, (laughs) I think it bugged me worse whenever we were doing the, um, TV show that we were all writing together because then somebody would do something weird in their mm-hmm. uh, episode and then it'd be like, well, fuck, now you've affected my yeah. episode. Now There's I've got to account for this. And it's like nymphs have not existed in this story. <laughs> now I've got to account for your writing in my episode because I'm the follow-up <laughs> to you. Like, that drove me crazy. Yeah. There's a benefit to it, I think. But yeah, it crushes it, but you're going to need that when you send off to an agent or a production company. Like, I'm a one-woman one band. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nobody writes your shit. Nope. Definitely not the guy over here. No. Nope. <laughs> do it all by myself. <laughs> In fact, I came up with the Nightmare Box. No, you didn't. I wrote an entire novel that I've been fighting with for almost ten years. About the goddamn... <laughs> I tease. But, um... I wanted to keep it positive when we got about 15 minutes left before I go kick on the wings Wings and the rings, bitches. And so I wanted to talk about a couple of different things here. So what I've got written down, I'm going to fire them off. You're going to be as positive as possible. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? No. You got to coach yourself. Get the fuck up. Let's do this shit. Let's go. No. No. (laughs) Sure. Fine. (laughs) So today. Okay. Kristen went to get the audio she needed for the commercial. I did. At the job that I technically work at every fucking day. Mm -hmm. And it had me thinking about using our guerrilla war, as we talk about on here quite often, against the nine to five. She called me a professional. Exactly. I was like, yes, I am. I am a professional. (laughs) She was like, you are the professional. I'm a professional. I forgot to bring the film with me. but (laughs) No, I had the hard drive with me. I forgot my hard drive was formatted. I'm a snob, and I only use Macs, and my hard drive is formatted to only work with Macs. Yeah. And I forgot that when I went to plug it in. And it doesn't make sense. You guys have not all joined Steve Jobs and his march to success. Yeah. It's, It's wild that we would ever work in a building. But... That it, it, this is, these are the notes I wrote down. I'm while, a professional, goddammit. While you were being a professional, <laughs> I wrote these notes down. Okay? So I wanted to talk a little bit about where we are in our fight with our guerrilla war against the 9 to 5. I want to talk about how do we stay positive and driven despite all the rejection and the time constraints. And I want to talk about how we're professionals in an unprofessional world where people are just doing jobs for money. Nobody has drive or passions. I want to talk about rereading the story and parts of it didn't suck. That was written down. I fucking should have <laughs> <laughs> I was like, comedy rule of threes. And then the last one, I was like, we already talked about that. Well, we talk about it again. We talk about it again. So um, how did it feel? You walked in there. You were the bad bitch. You were the one with the talent. You had to sit down in the room. You had to explain how it's done. You pulled out your fucking big-ass microphone thing, and we got helped out by one of my coworkers doing a voiceover. 
Yeah, thank God, because I didn't want to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kristen Bloom. No, I have a um, video essay that this I is still... This me my pink sweater. <laughs> I'm not wearing a pink sweater. I'm no, the pink sweater one. commercial guy. The cat guy. Oh, the fucking yeah. The video you show. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what you were talking about, because you referenced that in the song you were singing about cats and dogs. <laughs> you were like, I'm wearing a pink sweater, and I was like... <laughs> But you don't wear pink sweaters. <laughs> um, no, because I, I did a video essay back in school that I still haven't released, and I hated listening to the sound of my own voice, so I'm glad somebody else was willing to do it. <laughs> but uh, no, that aside, no, it feels good. I um, This is the first thing that I've done that's truly like a commercial thing. Um, that's Literally. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's not um, one of our short films. It's not something I wrote. Um it's not in any way like mm-hmm. meant to be like, it's like a, a freelance movie. project. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it'll air on TV if everything pans out the way it's supposed How to. How cool is that going to be? We don't have cable, so we'll never see your commercial. But other people no. would be like, have you seen that commercial? I'll, I'll be like, yeah, dog. I'll, I'll see it on my hard drive. <laughs> um, well, I, like, I, I've done... People are like, How cute is that commercial? I'll be like, I'm just here to be in the dentist, but my wife made it. <laughs> um... Like, I've seen movies I've done, like, on big screens in theater before. But, yeah, this is the first time I've been, like, the head of a project. And somebody's been like, yeah, I'll pay you to do it. And, um... Thank you. This guy over here. <laughs> secure in the bag. <laughs> um, it's a good feeling. I don't know. It's a it's a first. Uh, I, I definitely hope maybe it picks up some momentum for us as far as our stuff goes. But... If I'm being honest, I know you want an uplifting answer. If I'm being honest, it's hard. Um, it's okay to be hard. That's why one of the things I said is how do you remain positive? <laughs> it's hard being a person who works in what's typically freelance work. Uh, trying to maintain dedication. Like, I... I've never, like, wavered in, like, my love for film or my passion for film. But, you know, it's hard working a full-time job and trying to pay the bills and keep food on Mm -hmm. our plates and, you know, take care of our animals and maintain any kind of a normal life, spend time together, and then also still make time for the stuff that we do. So I I think... Like, it was three hours, three and a half hours behind schedule this morning, and there's nothing we could do about that. So it's like the whole day's on pause for this opportunity. Yeah. And I, I think, realistically, for me anyway, the personality type that I have, because um, I do struggle with depression and self-doubt mm-hmm. and all that jazz, it, it's, it wouldn't be possible, I think, without having some kind of a support system. So having you here and, like, having, like, someone to bounce ideas off of and... Like, on days where I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want to. And you're like, yes, you can. You really got this. Yeah. And on days where you're like, oh, I don't want to. I'm like, but we're going to, you know. Like. <laughs> you're like, I don't know if we can, but we're going to. Um, Moms, I like to fuck. Or want to fuck. No. <laughs> I, I think stuff like that's important. Like, if you surround yourself with, like, negative people that don't believe in you and like tear Mm -hmm. you down all the time like you eventually are more than likely going to adopt that type of personality i know some people you know that just 
makes them try harder or work harder or whatever. But I think if that's all you're ever around, you know, eventually it starts to wear you down. It's going to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. So I... You can use it as motivation for only so long. Yeah. Eventually you need a pat on the shoulder. Yeah. So for me, I think I, like... It's fucking hard out here for a pimp. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get the money for the I think for me, it's just having... Having you around, having someone that believes in me, and like even whenever shit's like not working out, we're like, well, we'll try again tomorrow, you yeah. know. Keep hitting it, keep showing up. Yeah, it's it's more of the. It's a war. It's not a battle. You know, <laughs> like you're gonna get your ass kicked sometimes. Most of the time, you're gonna get your ass kicked, but you can slip the left and fucking lead with the right. You're gonna be good to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. For me, it's you. That's really sweet. Love you. I love you more. How do you? How do you? Maintain? Rage, just pure <laughs> aggression. Like, I'll kill everyone. It's just I. I don't think that it's a real reality, and it's all you know inside of our heads. I've seen past the veil. I live past the veil. <laughs> I'm not gonna let it kill me. I'd walk away from my nine to five and be a homeless person hanging out in front of Planet Fitness, using their showers once a day, and jerking off to new porn. <laughs> Before they ever fucking take away my ability to write. Like, <laughs> I'm a writer. I spend a lot of time around people who never get their noses off their iPhones. So, like, they see you bust out a legal pad and they're like, oh, he must be bored. Let me talk to him. And it's like, no, I don't want you to talk to me ever fucking again. Leave me alone. I'm trying to work my way out of this fucking spider web I've somehow flown myself into. <laughs> I think, too, like, having... Just a bunch of... We're professional people in a world full of like it feels like high school like it feels like student council election time like it feels like like who's passing the test here and it's like there's no fucking test like you're just trapped in this like conceited little i need to show up at nine o'clock in the morning and i get to go home at five you know (laughs) we created that did you see my little thing i wrote on the end of the other day when we were having dinner Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say it? I, I guess if you want to. <laughs> Krista wrote down PTO. Paid time off. Paid time off. They tricked us into thinking we had to buy back our time. Yeah. Yeah, we were having, I think it was last week, not this weekend. We were having drunk steak night. Drunk steak night. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was for my birthday because mm-hmm. I was having PTO. That's why. I was like, <laughs> I was like. They make me it's a little like... fucked up that I showed up and they have to guilt me into taking time off. That's not the real. Time off. It's not the real world. Look, I'm not saying everybody needs to slip out. If you're happy with your nine to five, if you feel fulfilled, like my mom has self-admittedly, I don't know why I'm bringing her up again. We talked about milf porn <laughs> so much. I promise, I don't want you to fuck my mother. Um, but we've like her take on life as she wanted to be a mom. That's all she's ever wanted to be. She's very happy. Yeah, she's very happy in that role. She doesn't care what she has to do to provide for her family. Now we're older. We don't need her to take care of us, but we call her all the time. You know, and that's all my mom's ever wanted in this fucking world, and that is okay. She was an accountant for a lot of my life. That is my... If I do that, if I ever wind up as an accountant... I'm going to shoot everybody in the building and then myself. <laughs> like I can't, I can't fathom the concept. But she did that. 
my entire childhood, you know, to take care of us because she wanted to be a mom. And like, to me, I've always wanted to be like for a long time, I guess I wanted to be a cop, but underneath that, I wanted to be a writer. And when I was a cop, I enjoyed being a cop. And then I left that and I was a security guard and that drove me batshit. And then I was like, oh, I could just do the writing thing and not have to be so scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then when I went into the writing, I went into it with like a militant, fuck this. Like, this is all I have. You can't take this away from me. I'm not a garage band, motherfucker. I'm coming for you. It's the way that I look at it. I'm not going to die behind some fucking desk that I don't own. You know, if I'm going out, I'm going out like Hemingway. Fuck you. This is my house. This is my shotgun. Please don't. That would not make me very happy. I don't mean exactly like Hemingway. I might do pills. Please don't do that either. That would also not make me very happy. Having a heart attack behind a desk. Having a heart attack out of passion instead of out of, holy fuck, I've wasted my life. You know? I think... Two for me, um, which maybe is kind of disappointing to hear. If you're uh, trying to be positive on this episode, no. If you're if you're just starting out, like I think, like going back to the gym, um, probably paralleled nicely with this stage in my life. Um, I applied for a job at the university mm-hmm. here before Brett and I moved out here. and uh, three, Me too, and we both yeah. lost it. Uh, three months later, Brett and I both got rejection letters. Um, and a couple of months ago, the university posted the same job, um, basically, uh, with higher pay that I applied to a year ago. I applied again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I've not heard back from the university yet. I don't know if they're going to cancel... Um, because that's what happened last time. Brett and I didn't technically not get the job. They just decided not to hire anyone. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to end up canceling it again this go around or whatever. But, like, it was very disappointing. And, um, I don't know, like, I really wanted it. And I was like, this could be kind of a big change for Brett and I. And um, I think going back to the gym kind of paralleled perfectly with this stage of my life. Because... Uh, I have a couple of weeks to go, and granted, I can get quite a bit done in a couple of weeks, but I'm, like, nearing the end of my first session of, like, my workouts, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I was kind of hoping I'd be a little further along progress-wise at this point, but I haven't missed any. Um, consistently gone, like, I've definitely been seeing results. Booty looks banging. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Thank you. The husband's notice change. <laughs> I hope so, because, yeah, I'm like, all right. It looks like it's... Booty was banging before. Booty is six weeks more banging. (laughs) But yeah, like I've been noticing small changes and it's like, okay, well, just if you just keep going, like you'll you'll get there eventually. And I think with the um, stuff you and I do for the production company, it's been kind of similar. It's like kind of frustrating on one end because I'm like, but I want the results today. And then on the other end, it's like, but we are doing a lot better than we were even just one year ago so i think it's definitely like that mentality of you know it is a marathon not a sprint and for some people they get lucky and they just get discovered or whatever but then they fall off fast as fuck i mean i mean some people that works for them and they make it Mm. but it's so few and far between it's not a realistic expectation that i wouldn't want it yeah because what do you know 
<laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, I hit hard once. You know, yeah. how do I replicate that again? Like, you need the years of holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it's, it's not a realistic expectation that your first novel is going to be your bestseller, or your fir- first movie is going to get you your Oscar or whatever. And like, it is a nice thought. Um, I want to be like the old man in the trenches. <laughs> where it's like, okay, you're going home. <laughs> it's just like fucking steel-eyed and his face and like all the kids know his name because he's kept him alive like i want to be like that world war one guy where he's just like okay well i've been out here and i ain't dead yet so let's go (laughs) (laughs) it is a a nice thought like if you compare us now to us you know like a year ago like our uh december challenge last year flopped our movie we tried to do um before we moved crashed and burned and like it's like, okay, we've cranked out two. We're working on a third that's going to be good. Like, the commercial has turned out fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our, like, we're making progress that's, like, real progress. And our work is getting better as we go. So I think, um, I think for me, that's my positive message is, yeah. like, if you keep showing up, even if the results aren't as big as you hoped they would be, you are going to start seeing results. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, some dream job you want... Like, you realistically have to show up. You can't sit at home on your couch and be like, why isn't this happening for me? Well, people that show up for the 9 to 5 that really want the 9 to 5, you see that same fervor in those people. Where it's like, yeah, I come in an hour earlier than everybody else. I stay an hour later than everybody else. Like, how productive I am. You know, and it's respected in that form. It's rarely, except with other artists loved in the art realm it's like oh i've got an hour where i don't have fuck to do with my nine to five i'm writing yeah. <laughs> you're like you're a shitty employee and it's like yeah yeah i am that's why i don't <laughs> want to do this until I'm <laughs> trying to get out of this <laughs> but yeah I, I think that's key like you have to show up for one and you have to be patient with the results mm-hmm. um and I'm, I'm starting to i don't know where we're at in our journey but i do feel like i'm starting to see results in the type of work we're putting out like i don't love brainstorm i um brainstorm. <laughs> i i think it could have been leaps and bounds better than it was but i am also very self-conscious about my work in general anyway but brainstorm got a lot more views than i expected mm-hmm. and um i do um i'll be I'm, i'll be transparent i do run promotions on our videos yeah. to on the try front to end. reach new people yeah on the sure. front end to try to reach new people i ran one single promotion on brainstorm and it got way more views than what my promotion was worth <laughs> so i was <laughs> like okay then you know because yeah. i'm used to like having to run it for longer or push it a bit more aggressively and yeah with brainstorm it went about its own way (laughs) so like that's nice to kind of see we are growing and we are learning and our work is growing with us hell fucking yeah show up guys show up get the fucking work done i'm gonna go meet my wife my beautiful wife my effervescent wife your bootylicious wife my bootylicious wife (laughs) who is the badass bitch back in the gym crispy (laughs) bloom i'm gonna go make her fattening food try to try to plump that booty out a bit (laughs) It's a balancing act. <laughs> Salt and protein. <laughs> try to get the right amount of water weight in there so when I slap it, it jiggles. All right. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you on Tuesday unless the world fucking died. Yeah. If that happened, you didn't hear this and you missed all my jokes about <laughs> MUFs. <laughs>